Do I look fat? Welcome to the Do I Look Fat podcast. It's your girl, Steffi Kiss. I am so excited for my first guest. He is a fellow Made in Mexico regular, one half of the duo <laughs> I call my boyfriends, and the person I love to BS the most. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, Stephanie. I'm doing great <laughs> during this quarantine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we were just talking about how we both received tornado warnings here in the Bronx today. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I don't it, understand what is going on. It's it was the weirdest thing because I'm I, I was just sitting here and I'm just like oh you know Gio my husband Gio he was on a call and I'm in the room and I'm chilling and I'm like bro close close all the damn windows <laughs> I'm like yo we're gonna die up in this as if 2020 couldn't get any worse it's now really- there's a tornado in the Bronx like. <laughs> I've never, okay, so I've lived in the Bronx most of my life. I've never heard right. of there being a tornado in the Bronx. Like, this isn't Kansas. Never. I am not Dorothy. Right. Like, what is going a on? hurricane? Sure. Hurricane? Right. Yeah, okay. You know, a lot of rain? Sure. But a tornado? I'm like, y'all, just listen. Just 2020 is the last year that we are all going to be on this earth, so. <laughs> That's what it's <laughs> like. In your house. Listen, it's like not to sound like crazy religious or anything like that, but it's like plagues are going on and all this shit. Did you hear about the the bees, the fucking poisonous bees that are in Africa and like they're making their way over here? I don't know how they cross a fucking ocean, but apparently they're making their way over here and I don't understand. Oh, okay. So my friend yesterday, she hit like she hit me and Gio up and she's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And she said it was mosquitoes but maybe she meant like the poisonous bees but i was like i don't know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) listen now i'm like every time i hear something i'm just like i don't understand what is going on in this world nowadays like it's just just, don't don't turn on the news Mm -mm. i don't i really truly can't (laughs) i get a lot of and it's sad to say i get a lot of my information from the internet just because it's in my hands and you can't avoid it but i don't turn on the yeah i mean the only thing about that is that people be spreading fake Right. Shit. So I'm just like, mm, okay, I right. don't know if I can believe you because you lied to me last week about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still. You photoshopped the- your pic last week, so I don't know. Mm. Hello, <laughs> I'm one of those people where I still listen to the radio when I get ready for work in the morning. So I'm still working at a part-time schedule. I go into the city every other day, so mm-hmm. three times a week I'm downtown. So when I'm getting ready in the morning, I yeah. turn on Hot 97 like it's 1997. <laughs> like- <laughs> right. So I and get they look. better be updated with all the news. Uh, that's where I'm getting my news from. You are my news source because I do not turn on the TV <laughs> in my house. So, Shout out Hot 97. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so what I'm doing here on the podcast where we talk about body positivity, what it is to be a fat girl, but, you know, I'm reclaiming the word and I'm basically fine and thick, okay? And no one can tell me anything different. Um, I want to do a little icebreaker where I have a okay. bunch of random questions here. I'm showing Chris mm-hmm. my jar here that okay. I randomly picked out from like websites, but I didn't want to choose the questions per guest. So okay. this is random for you. I'm so we random questions. Random questions. <sighs> All right. How so many questions though? We're going to do three. I'm down. All right. So, question number one. 
What do you usually get every time you go grocery shopping? The one thing, well, not the only thing, but the top thing is hot sauce. Always hot sauce. sauce. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I have like 15 different kinds. And my husband, every time we go food shopping, he's like, do you really need another one? And I'm like, (laughs) they all taste different. Right. So is it spicier the better for you? Like, do you like to add the spice to it or is it just the flavors? It's just the different flavors. Like, you know, when you are eating Mexican food, you're not going to put, you know, a, an Asian hot sauce on it. Like, you need your yeah, Mexican hot true. sauce. And when you're eating Chinese food, you need your Chinese and so on and so forth. You know, <laughs> but I, the only one I don't ever buy is sriracha. Never. You don't like sriracha? Trash. <laughs> the only the only place sriracha belongs is in the trash. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is very controversial. I feel like a lot of people it. love sriracha. I'm not big on spicy, uh, but no, sriracha's cool because it's not spicy. Sriracha's not really it's spicy. Not. It's so like a fancy ketchup. I call it a hot sauce. It's trash. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That's where it belongs. Oh my goodness. So for me, the one thing I always get when I go to the supermarket is I always have to buy chicken, whether it's chicken legs, chicken thighs, because that is all my child eats. And I have a fucking freezer full of chicken right now. (laughs) Yeah. So let me tell you. So Ethan didn't hasn't been spending a lot of time with me. He's been with his dad in Brooklyn because there's no school and I'm still working. But when this whole thing started, we didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to still be working and all of that. So. I had my mom, while I was at work one day, I was like, mom, I'm going to need for you to go to the supermarket for me and buy me like seven packs of chicken. Because if I go to the supermarket <laughs> tomorrow and there's no chicken for my child, I'm going to bug her There's going to be a problem. Yeah. I don't even know what would happen. <laughs> like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to even play those games. I mean, I, you know, okay. If that, if like I had a number two, it would be chicken too. <laughs> I like, but at least yeah, you we eat had, other like, things. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I have a steak going on right now, but my husband doesn't eat a lot of different things. So I'm like, I always go for like the basic stuff. Like, let me get the French fries, some rice and beans and, you know, some chicken. Yeah, you have to have chicken. (laughs) It's just, it's so crazy. Always, always. (laughs) All right. So let's go on to the next question. Question number two. Describe your life using one word. Um... Currently, right now, I want to say the word love. And the reason why is because, yeah, the reason why is because, you know, I've been with my husband for 11 years Mm -hmm. and we've been married for two, for almost two years. And just right now, we're at such a good place in our lives, despite the quarantine, despite COVID, despite everything that's going on. There's so much love that I see, that I feel every day when I wake up and when I go to sleep and when I'm spending this much time with him. And you would think like, oh God, you're going to spend this much time with your partner. But this made me realize even more than ever that I chose the right person. And then, well, not even chose because he kind of just fell into my life. And I was just like, okay, you know, but I am so happy with where we're at. But also, he just became an uncle um, this past weekend. And I just became an uncle again within the past week. So now we have two beautiful nieces. And there's just like just so much love. Just, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we can choose to focus on the bad. Mm-hmm. Where you can focus on the good. And right now, everything that's going on in the world might be bad, but in, within my house, 
There's right. so much love. So and that is a blessing, let me tell you, because absolutely. I hear so much of the opposite going around. People are tired of seeing their absolutely. partner every day <laughs> and they're just overseeing their face and they're just arguing and bickering all the time. I mean, Not to say that you guys don't bicker and argue. Don't get don't but, get me wrong. Yeah. You are tired of seeing each other. I'm like, <laughs> I wanna see my friend, but it's 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 a different feeling where it's like I'm tired of you, I want you out of my life. Or I'm tired of you for these five minutes. Just go away for a quick second. And it's fine if you come back. And that's right. Right. There's a big difference. That's great. And it's like, I yeah. I love your guys' relationship, honestly. <laughs> honestly, you yeah. guys, you know, I call Thank you guys you. my boyfriends. And I love it. And this was yeah. going on years now. How long? We've known each other for what? <laughs> Four years, maybe? I want to say, no, I want to say probably Six. Yeah, I want to say six. Um, I think Gio and Mas. I think Gio and Masio met in 2014. I could be wrong. Oh, that's yeah. maybe it is 2016. It might have 2015, I, I, 2016, around there. Right. Let's go. Let's around that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys have yeah. just always been amazing. Like you can go out yeah, together. You. you can be low key together. That's just it's like a perfect <laughs> balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's balance something. is what's I mean, needed. He's a little crazy. He, you know, obviously when I go out, I'm a little bit more like, okay, I'm ready to go home. And he's like, we still got like five hours left to be out in these streets. <laughs> right. But he's also younger than us. Because I feel like how you yeah, feel. Yes, I will give you the side I like. Are you ready to still be mm, here? Because I'm ready to go. It's time to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so imagine us at his age. We didn't want to go home either. I know. No, definitely not. <laughs> what, what about you? What, what's your, what, how would you describe your... So, one word. one word where I would describe my life, I want to say, I wouldn't say my entire life, but I'm going to put it to my personal life. And it is that mm-hmm. it is a joke. Because the <laughs> scenarios that I get myself into or that just happen mm-hmm. around me, it, they're just a little comical. So, I would definitely, <laughs> and you know, I'd be telling you, some shit, you're just like, uh, Stephanie, really? Like, how is this listen. still your life? I don't know. I'm not well, sure. You know, when I had you on my podcast and I asked you a question, there was something, when I asked you questions, not just a question, <laughs> questions, and some of the things you said, I think I just sat there and kind of looked at you and like, wait, are you making that up? Or yeah. like, is that for real? And you're looking at me like, no, nah, this is real life. <laughs> I'm like, oh. My life wow. is a joke. It's hilarious though. <laughs> and I just have to sit yeah. here and laugh at it because it's experience and it's what makes me me because no one's been through what I've been through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. Yes. Question number three. Okay. What is your favorite day of the week? Um, I mean, I, listen, the state of the world at the moment, all the <laughs> days are the damn same. It really did. You, you could have woke me up today and be like, oh, today's Sunday. And I would have been like, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so as of now, I'm just going to say no days. But, <laughs> just you know, every day. On a, on a, on a normal typical atmosphere i want to say probably thursdays and i don't know why but i always feel a little bit more like excited mm-hmm. on thursdays because maybe it's probably because okay well tomorrow's friday and then the weekend is coming and right. i think maybe that's what it is i'm more of a person who likes the anticipation mm-hmm. as opposed to you know being in it i'm like yes i'm excited like when you're going on a vacation 
I feel like you're excited. You get you're more excited to go on the vacation as it gets closer. Right, the planning <laughs> the and all of that. Because like, let me tell you, I have a list right. for everything, and right. I love it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like that's how I am. I'm like, Thursday is Thursday. That's my Friday, and it, and that's, I think that's why Thursday is probably my favorite. That's a yeah. very good outlook on it because anticipation of Thursdays that make them so special. Because even though you yeah. know you have to go to work Friday morning, it's like, yeah, but once I get out of work, it's a fucking wrap. I'm going to have a happy hour. <laughs> right. I'm going to go to the right. movies. Maybe I'll go shopping. Right. Whatever the case is. like, And it's just looking Absolutely. up to that. It makes your day much better. So I can see why that yeah. would be your favorite day. For sure. Yeah. Mine is, hmm, I want to say... Sunday, which is crazy because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, Sunday, we have to go back to work Monday and all of that. But usually right. Sunday is when I get to spend time with my friends. Sunday is where I get to do anything for me. So if I want to go get my lashes done or if I want to go get my nails done or anything like that, it's my day for whatever I choose to do. Right. So that's why Sunday is and, my favorite day. And don't forget Sunday brunch. Listen, but, <laughs> you know, I really wish there was a, a thing for like Saturday brunch. It's not really a thing in New York yet, and I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not you know, I, I don't mind Saturday brunches. I, to a certain extent, I just can't do Saturday and Sunday. I will if I have to, if it's like a birthday or whatever. But for the most part, I'm like Saturday brunches are good in my book because if I don't make any plans for Sunday, you have I'm a whole day forward. to recuperate. Exactly. I'm going out for brunch. And then most likely after brunch, I'm going to go out and keep on drinking and dancing and all that. So then Sunday, I'm like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm like, right. calm down, Gio, right. calm down. I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work in the morning and I need at least seven right. hours of sleep. At least right. seven. Right. I d- me too. Gio can run on four to five. <laughs> and that's and not me. I don't me. know how he does it. No, I cannot I do it. I hate mm. to be sleepy at work. And it's crazy because now with, you know, the state of the world as it is, my sleep schedule is ridiculous. Like the other <laughs> night, yeah, I had to be at work yesterday. So the night before, I was up until 530 in the morning. Like I didn't have to be at work at 10. Ooh. Oh, my God. No. I just God, no. could I wouldn't not even. sleep. <laughs> and I couldn't understand did you, did you? Did you fall asleep and then... Like, wake no. up and you couldn't sleep, or you were just up? I was just up. So, mm-hmm. the night before, you know, I have my little mini photo shoots in my house. Of course. So, yes. <laughs> the night before, I had a little photo shoot until I started actually taking the pictures at 1 a.m. So, I was up until, like, 3.30, right? So, well, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen. So, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm just going to continue my day so that... I can go to sleep early and go to work the next day. Like, this is how I'm thinking. I'm just going to power through it. I'm not going to take a nap. I'm going to do whatever. 11 o'clock comes. I tuck myself into bed. And I was just like, okay, what what am I supposed <laughs> to do now? I think right. I fell asleep maybe until 12, 30, 1 o'clock. So that was like maybe 90 minutes. After that, it was a wrap mm. for me. Like, I didn't even look yeah. at my phone until 3 a.m. Because at that point, I was just like, listen, I'm not going to sleep. I, I should at least look at something on my phone. <laughs> I ended up placing an I order couldn't. of clothes about $119 worth at 3 a.m. Oh because God. I had nothing else to oh do. Listen, I'm not, I, I need to be sleeping. <laughs> You're like, right. This is why I have to listen get together. I mean, I will say the other day I went, I, I, I did, I, like, I usually, oh, I would try to get in bed like at 12 o'clock. Mm. So the other day I did fall asleep at 12 and then I woke up at 3, went to use the bathroom, then went back in the bed and I'm like, okay. But I couldn't fall back to sleep. And I'm like, 
okay. So then I get up and I'm like, oh, you know, Gio wakes up and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go lay in the living room. I can't sleep, you know, so I'm going to see if being in the living room, I can sleep. And I'm like, oh, it's only 3.20. Girl, I was wrong. It was 3.50. By that time, I had already been awake almost an hour. And I'm like, right. what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I go into the living room and I'm just up, up. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? At this point, you should have had but, a drink. Like, <laughs> Right. I mean, it is 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I might as well just drink. Why not? No. I mean, it's, oh, okay. It, it's, I and don't I, know what's I, And I on. need my sleep to function. I need my sleep to function. Right. Right. For just the function of just my home. mental well being, just so I'm not a bitch, to <laughs> yeah. be quite honest. Because yeah. Yeah. so it's for my well being yeah. and the well being of everyone else. And I'm just trying to be else. a nice person. Exactly. I'm like, you, you you scared of COVID? No, you should be scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, listen. Sleep is very important and mm-hmm. I don't know how people mm-hmm. do it with just running on, Oh, I'm gonna take a quick power nap, I'm gonna be okay for the day. No. Not me. I couldn't do it. Nope. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into the next segment of the podcast, and it's called Eat Your Heart Out. So basically what this is going to be is we're going to discuss a fad diet that maybe neither of us have ever heard of, or maybe we've tried, because I've tried a lot of them throughout my journey. <laughs> Listen, if there, I don't think there isn't Same. any... <laughs> All it takes is for one person to promote something on Instagram, and I'm like, hmm, that sounds like it could possibly work. Right. If it works for them, it could work for me. Right. Might as well just try. So this segment, we're going to talk about a fad diet throughout history, whether we've tried it or not. And today's diet is the drinking man's diet. So basically, (laughs) as per timeline.com, it says, have a steak and wash it down with a martini. Alcohol is required at every meal and there are no restrictions on gin and vodka. The drinking man diet written by Robert Cameron, is basically the granddaddy and originator of all low-carb diets. This was first published in 1964 and sold over 2 million copies in 13 languages. So basically, it's a low-carb diet, so you're not eating a Mm -hmm. lot of carbs with your meals. You're just drinking them in your liquor, apparently. Right. And I find that really, really (laughs) interesting because it's like... You can get your cake and eat it too, you know? Like, I would rather sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes if I'm going mm-hmm. out, I'm going to drink my carbs instead of actually eating them. So I might not have a potato, but I'll have a fucking a tequila sunrise. I mean, I see it this way. I drink often. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not one to, like, you know, get on anybody. The way, the way you eat is the way you eat. I don't think I could ever do that because, well, one, because, it, you know, it, it, you have to have a drink at every meal. Mm-hmm. So as much as I love mimosas, I'm not going to drink mimosas every day for breakfast, you know, or even right. for lunch. But, but also, I don't like to drink when I eat. I only, you know I, like, it just, I separate the two. I don't know why, because it's just, I feel like I can't, there's, there's a specific taste that liquor has mm-hmm. and a specific taste that whatever you're eating has. And I'm like, I am so big on taste that I can't mix the two. I just right. truly cannot. But, um, I mean, I'm off for the drinking because <laughs> I, I've done like the low carbs. I've done the low carb diet and I truly like do enjoy low carb. So I know if I'm going to meet, let's say I'm meeting you for happy hour, I'll eat light throughout the day, very low carb, and then I'll drink my carbs with the alcohol. 
-hmm. but I don't know about having a drink at every meal. Right. Yeah. It gave me very much like mad men vibes, like 1950s white man when he walks in the house, the wife comes up to him with a martini, you know, and dinner's on the table. As soon as he walks in through the door. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he walks in through the door, here's your drink. No. Like that. mm -mm. Yeah. And being that this came out in 1964. It's like, that's yeah. probably what they wanted to promote. Like, that's what, Absolutely. if there was Instagram back then, that's what the stories would be about. I'm walking in my house and my, my right. wife is coming up to me with a drink type shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and listen, I'm off for how they used to live back in, 19, in the 1960s, but we in the 2020s now and things are so different. <laughs> if I walked in through the door and Jill had a drink waiting for me, as much as I would love it, I would probably be like, okay, can we eat first and then we can <laughs> then we can drink? Right. We don't have to but get no. drunk right away. Not right away. But then also we have to think <laughs> about it like, are they just having one drink or are they doing like us and having like 15 million drinks until we get drunk? And that's what, you know, drinking is to us, I feel like, almost as a culture. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see. I see yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, back in the day, they probably didn't drink like how we drink now. Mm-hmm. Um but they are, you know, alcoholism did, it, it's been around a long time. So <laughs> clearly we are not the ones who invented it. We did not create it. It's been around for a while. But no, maybe they didn't drink as much as, you know, I, well, for us, I feel like when we go out, mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, we maybe we do go overboard sometimes and we do drink a lot when we do go out. But I don't feel like they had that back then. Right. They didn't have necessarily like you know the made in mexico's or the braziers or the 10th avenue they didn't they didn't have those brunches you know so the times are so different um yeah they were home also, with family kids yeah you know all of that at 25 absolutely. absolutely exactly but let me so i know i said i don't like drinking with my food the mm-hmm. only exception is brunch the only exception is brunch i will drink <laughs> my mimosas with my food but other than that i don't typically like if i'm going out to dinner i don't typically Water drink, drink along with, with my it. meal. Right. Yes. No. Sometimes I'll get a glass of wine and I'm not a huge wine drinker. Um, mm-hmm. So depending on what I'm eating, sometimes I'll get a glass of wine to complement my food. But that also goes along with the taste of it. It tastes better yeah. because of what you're eating. As opposed to when you just have a mimosa with, you know, like a Caesar salad. It's like, mm. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I've never, like, like with me, I, like the whole, whenever, when people are saying, Oh, this, this drink complements this meal. I've never experienced that. Maybe I've never gone out to like mm-hmm. have that kind of experience. So that's probably one of the reasons why I don't right. drink when I eat, but there's just something about a sp- the specific taste that you want your meal to be like and mm-hmm. your drink to be like. So if I'm drinking a margarita, so let's say Gio and I go to Blockheads and I'm ordering a burrito and I have a margarita. I'll drink my margarita. Exactly, when we were able to go outside. (laughs) So I'll drink my margarita, but once my burrito comes, I'm on my burrito. And then once I'm done with my burrito, I will continue drinking my margarita. And I don't know why I'm like that. Right. I feel like that also has to do with, I don't know about you, but I love food. Like, there are people who would prefer to drink than to eat their meal. But if my burrito comes out, especially if it's like a uh, what is it? The grande burrito with the chicken inside Absolutely. and the ra- yes, all of that. I'm gonna fuck that shit up because that shit is delicious. And the margarita is the, 
the margaritas just gonna have to wait <laughs> listen it's just going to have to because yeah. margaritas are good they're tasty but that i know that burrito's gonna be fucking banging bomb exactly <laughs> and I, you know so i and that's just how i am and like i with like you said like i i i enjoy food like like you i enjoy food and there's just something about it it's an it's an experience sometimes mm-hmm. and with this whole quarantine thing now you know we've been cooking more and i've been doing different kinds of meals mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see like some some things i do good some things i don't because i'm i you know the way i was raised i'm dominican so i'm the way i'm cooking i, I season everything in a dominican style but when you're eating like let's say italian food you can't season Italian food like a Dominican like right. it's just it just doesn't because make it'll any take sense. on the flavor and it's not the same because I say this right. all the time there's a difference between spaghetti and there's a difference between Dominican spaghetti Dominican spaghetti Absolutely. is a thing and it doesn't yes. taste like any other spaghetti you've ever had nothing and I don't like Dominican spaghetti neither do I and, and people thank you <laughs> and people hate it. people look at me and they're like what Dominican and I'm just like spaghetti. no I'm, so because for me if I'm gonna eat Italian food and to me, spaghetti is Italian. I want it to be Italian. I don't want the Dominican version. Like, <laughs> hello, it's just too dry. The first time I went to Il yes. Sol on Dykeman, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it says it's an Italian restaurant, and I had went with my boyfriend at the time, and this was like, oh my goodness, this was like maybe 2008, 2000, and probably oh 2008. God. Yeah, when they first opened. Because Ethan wasn't I didn't even, even born yet. It's been open that long. Yes, Ethan was not even born wow. yet. That's how I remember. I used to live on Aisham. Mm. And that's when we went. And we go and it's like, oh my God, an Italian restaurant on Dykeman? That's amazing. Yeah. So we go and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's a Italian fusion <laughs> restaurant, right? Right. And I order the spaghetti and it's I don't usually order red sauce in Italian restaurants. I'm more of a creamy kind of girl. I like the Alfredos yeah. and the a la vodkas and all of that but whatever i'm here i'm like all right let me order a red sauce because you would think it would be more italian-y than right than fusion-y right right they literally gave me a spaghetti okay i was like this is not a spaghetti <laughs> this is not what i ordered i was so disappointed right. like i, I get you know, it the thing about the thing about dykeman is you never take the restaurants for what they are because if they're like, oh yeah, this is the Japanese restaurant, this just know that it's <laughs> it's you know it's fused with it might be Japanese, but it's Dominican style Japanese food or Dominican it's Dominican style everything in Dykeman. They will trick you and then you get there and you're like, I really thought I was doing like some real hibachi. No, right. this is like mama Dominican sushi with the platanos <laughs> in their in their sushi, which is delicious. Right. It's so good. It is. It is. Yes. But yes. it's like don't expect to eat the sushi that you would get downtown. Real sushi. Exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we've both spoken about how we've had our diet journeys and you know weight loss, weight gain, and all of that. What What is your drink of choice when you order liquor if you're on a diet? So my drink of choice is always um, vodka soda. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're if you're a gay person, you call it gay water. That is what we drink because it's um, there's the least amount of calories right. and and you get fucked up. <laughs> so you get like really drunk, and I can have literally two vodka sodas, and I'm just like, okay, 
But yes, whenever <laughs> I'm on a diet, my go-to drink is always that's it's, I'm I'm drinking right now, and it's a vodka soda. Like <laughs> well, vodka soda because I'm home. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm because we're home all day right now, and I'm just like, well, if I'm gonna drink, it's gonna be something low calorie because I know I'm not gonna really have that chance to really burn it off. Like mm-hmm. if I was going to the gym and stuff like that. So yeah, my drink of choice is 100 percent vodka soda. It's delicious. Don't let nobody tell you any different. <laughs> I will be the sponsor for vodka soda, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, vodka sodas can change your life, especially with the mm-hmm. the new flavors they have with all these seltzers. Yes. Like you can really get yeah. creative. And I'm mm-hmm. not a seltzer person. Like I'm not a big I don't like seltzer like that. I feel like it tastes like salt water when you drink it by itself. But when you add that vodka, I feel like it kind of yes. balances out. I feel like you do like if you're me, you do the vodka, you do the seltzer, and then you always have to for me, the fresh lime. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the fresh lime, the fresh lime will change your life. If you want to put some fresh lemon in it, do that. But vodka, soda, fresh lime, and you're good to go. And you're Mm -hmm. drunk. (laughs) So drunk. That vodka soda will have you on your ass quick. Yes. And people be sleeping on it. They want to drink that Henny all the time. But if you really want to get fucked up, you better drink that vodka soda. (laughs) And And if you're trying to save money, too. The vodka right. sodas are not ex- as expensive as the Henny. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then also just with dieting and drinking, I feel like everyone has gone through this phase of working of working out all week and then you just fuck it up on the weekends anyway. Like, you can work out three to four times during the week. You're on it. You're doing your fasted cardio. You're doing your weightlifting. You're getting in your miles, all of that. And then Friday comes and you have three pictures of fucking margaritas from made in mexico and then you go to the the cachapa spot and you get your cheese sticks and all of that shit and it just fucks it up and i don't understand why first, we always do this shit to ourselves first of all <laughs> let me just say i feel personally attacked by <laughs> the words that are coming out of your mouth um you're talking about me and next time i see you which will be in probably december at this right. point no, I, I 100% agree. Listen, I, you know, I feel like that happens to me more in the summer mm-hmm. because, you know, during, I'm like, I want to look good, whatever. But in the summer for me, it's usually about maintaining the way I look as opposed to wanting to look better because mm-hmm. I know for a single fact that somebody on a random ass Tuesday, 9 a.m., they're going to be like, you want to go to happy hour later? And I'm it's like, Taco it's 9 a.m. on a fucking Tuesday, bro. Like, but yes, I will see you there. <laughs> but it, and I just feel like, you know, like in the summer, I, that's me. Like I work out, I work out all week mm-hmm. and then come the weekend, I mess, I, I fuck it up. But that's me maintaining because right. then back to Monday, I'm back to working out. But yeah, I, it's, it's like self-sabotage. It's like it is. being a masochist to a certain extent. And it's the worst feeling in the world. I think it has to do with the things that you put a priority on when it comes to mm-hmm. maintaining your weight. So for me, I don't, I'd never have a problem when I have the opportunity. Well, let me not say never because I'm kind of going through a slump <laughs> right now, but I usually right. don't have a problem with you working out. World. Right. With working out <laughs> when I have um, the time and opportunity to do so. So I feel like, yeah, I'm going to hit the gym. Monday through Friday as many times as I can and then come Friday night I'm gonna enjoy my life the way I fucking want to enjoy my life because I deserve it (laughs) 100% I I, I completely agree with that like I couldn't agree more and like I said like well 
it's more like spring summer for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like earlier, I was just a summer, but now it's more spring summer. Yeah. Because, and I feel like even more so after the quarantine, right. I'm going to just be like, you know what? I don't, you know, especially like now I'm so, before I would be like, oh, I look like this, I look like that. Now I'm becoming more, a little bit more comfortable with who I am and how I look. I've always had body issues since I was mm-hmm. younger. And I've always been the type to be like, Oh, you know, you're fat. You're, and I've, my weight has always fluctuated. It's always gone up. It's always gone down. I've never, I've been the skinniest person in the room before. I've been the biggest person in the room before. And it's always something that I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. And it's just now that I'm going to be, I'm going to be 32 this year. And it's just now that I'm becoming a little bit more comfortable in my skin. It's happened over time that mm-hmm. I have been becoming more comfortable. But, you know, even now I still, there are still moments where I'm just like, yo, but now I can look in the mirror, even now after having been quarantined for a month and a half, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm just like, you know what? You still look good. Like, right. stop, don't beat, stop beating yourself up. And I'm actually, like, with my therapist, mm-hmm. I speak to her about this. And this is something that I've been working on my entire life. And, you know, to say that it, it will go away, it's not 100%. You know, that probably won't go away. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I feel like we are all so hard on ourselves to always look the best that we want to look. And sometimes when we do look the best we've ever looked, we mm-hmm. still look at ourselves like, uh, you know, I still want to work on this and I still want to work on that. And sometimes you just have to accept the, yourself the way you are. And I feel like right now where I am, I'm accepting it right. and it's OK. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I'll bounce back. <laughs> that is you know? a fact. That is a fact. And that yeah. actually is a great segue to my next segment. Um, it's actually called <laughs> Unapologetically Fat. And what this is, is each week I want to highlight someone who has helped me on my road to um, self-acceptance and body positivity. You know, that that is a journey, like you said, that I have dealt with my whole entire life. I, when I was younger, I always felt like I was the biggest girl in school, you know, even even when a lot of that was in my head, because looking back at mm-hmm. pictures, I'm like, I was an average looking little girl, but because <laughs> my friends right. were so slim and so slender, right. I felt fat. And that was something yeah. that I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, I can't believe I'm this big. But in real life, I was just an average girl, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to take this segment to highlight people who have helped me throughout my journey, whether it be with you know weight loss weight gain um just body positivity self-acceptance um entrepreneurship they don't necessarily have to be thicker they don't have to be quote-unquote mm-hmm. fat but it was just people who have helped me because you know people of all shapes and sizes deal with these issues because like you said you felt this yeah. way even when you were at your skinniest you still had your yeah. you know the problems that you would see with within yourself so this week I actually want to highlight the Unapologetic Fat Girl actually gave me the idea of the acronym Fine and Thick. Um, She had started a movement back in 2013 where she would call herself, yeah, she's been doing this for quite some time, where she would call herself Pretty Healthy and Thick. So she was a fat girl, P-H-A-T. So this is Ty McQueen. I'm not sure. Um, I yes. sent you some information about her. I don't know if you've heard you about did. her before. No, this is it, it. Um, when you sent it, it was the first time that I've ever even heard of her, even looked at her Instagram, and I think it's very, you know, interesting. And it 
goes a lot to say toward to her um like you know she worked out and she lost her weight and you know and i think her journey is kind of similar to mine in a sense where you know i was almost 300 pounds the highest i've ever been was 280 and then i worked out worked out worked out worked out and i got down to 180 uh-huh. and amazing. i lost 100 pounds it's 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 a lot you know and i worked out and basically doing just cardio and low carb uh-huh. and then i realized like i looked at myself in the mirror i'm like okay you look good but you looked a little too skinny and then that's when i started um weightlifting uh-huh. and i gained i started i gained like 20 to 30 pounds in muscle right. but her story is you know i it, like you said she went her story goes all the way back to 2013 uh-huh. and mine goes back to 2014 that's when I started losing my weight and, you know, my fitness journey. And I wish that I would have detailed it like she did. And I, I wish I would have done it so people can see like, you know, yes, I was this big, but I was able to get down, get down to this and you can do it too, you know, and it's not the, you know, yes, sometimes fat diets do work. Sometimes the pills do work, but really it's the fitness and the eating and you have Mm -hmm. to eat right, you know? And I, I looked, browsed through her Instagram and I really felt like that it was very inspirational, even to me now as somebody who has lost all my weight. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even I, I look at people like her and I'm just like, you, you did it, you're doing it and you're going to continue to do it. You know, it's not like you did it, you got where you got to and yeah, I'm done, you know? Right. So that I, I commend her for because that's not easy. <laughs> yeah. So she had actually lost um 115 pounds in 2011. Oh so her journey started back in 2011. I found her page, I want to say around 2014, because it was right before I was turning 30. And that is when I was at my most, um at my physical peak, basically. Um mm-hmm. When I turned 30, the year I turned 30, I made a pact to myself in January. I said I wanted to run 100 miles before I ran, um, before I turned 30. So I literally ran 100 okay. miles in six months. I put in that oh work. God. Yeah. So I just, Oof. I was at my physical peak. Yeah. Listen, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, I, I was running like crazy. A hundred miles? A hundred miles. I could never do a hundred miles. I hate running. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like I, it's the work because I have bad knees. So yeah. it's like the worst exercise in the world for me. And especially when you're a heavier person. Right. Ooh, right. That's I mean, the worst. <laughs> I had already lost the majority of my weight. Um, okay. I was already in smaller. So my highest weight was, was 243 pounds. And back in okay. 2013, I had lost about 75 pounds and I got to about 168 wow. was my lowest. Wow. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but I was a card like you were. I was a cardio bunny. That's cardio all bunny. I did. Mm-hmm. I hardly ate carbs. Like it was a very low carb diet and, you know, calorie counting and making sure I wasn't going over and mm-hmm. just cardio, cardio, cardio. But it yes. helped me drop a lot of fat. Like I dropped yeah. a lot of fat, but then I was also very flabby. So it's like yes. I was smaller, yeah. but I did not like my body like at all. Yeah. I was losing my shape. I was losing my hips. Like it was just, it wasn't cute for me. Um, so yeah. I also started, like you said, incorporating weightlifting into my routine. Mm-hmm. And once I started doing that, um, that's when I started, when I found her because she does a lot of weightlifting. She was at one point, mm-hmm. um, doing like competitive lifting. So she was a, a power oh, wow. lifter. Yeah. Ooh. So 
Girl, she is she can very, knock me out. She is very <laughs> she can strong. Knock me out. Very, very <laughs> no. strong. <laughs> Well, that goes back to like when, you know, when I said that I lost a hundred pounds, like you said, you know, you were flabby. Mm-hmm. I was flabby too. So like, I would look at myself and I'm just like, bro, like, you know, there's something, there's something, there's gotta be something for this. And even me, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I wore fajas mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, and it was mainly to keep up, to keep up the flabbiness of my skin and to keep up my man boobs. Right. And it was just, it, it was, it was embarrassing because mm-hmm. Okay, I lost all this weight. I look great in clothes. Right. But when I take off my clothes, I still feel like the same 280 pound guy. You know, it's, it, it's, it, you feel good about it, but at the same time, you feel defeated. And there's, I can't even really explain that feeling, mm-hmm. but it's, it's conflicting. It's so conflicting. And sometimes you're just like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah, it's like you feel bad for feeling bad. Like, you're like, but you, exactly. you, this is what you wanted. You wanted to lose all this weight. You wanted to be this exactly. small. And now you're not happy. And, you know, yes. Ty, Ty McQueen, what she's called mm-hmm. her um, lower fupa area, um, because it yes. was, there was so much loose skin because she had lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. She called it balled up homework. Because that's just what it looked like when you try to flatten out the paper right. after you balled it up yes. and it's all crinkled. Yeah. She says that's what it looked like. So she's actually been very transparent on her Instagram and on her YouTube. Mm-hmm. And she recently had um, a tummy tuck, I want to say last summer. Mm-hmm. And okay. she was getting a lot of slack for yeah. it. Like people were like, no. yeah, people were like, <laughs> you know, I thought you were into fitness and I thought you were into, you know, being healthy. You're taking the easy way out. And she had to like, I was so shocked that I was seeing her doing these like response videos to people. Like I put in the work, I lost 115 pounds. I eat healthy. I work out consistently. Like, what do you expect me to do just to, if I have the money to have the procedure, why wouldn't I do it? Right. Um, you know, like, like, Hi, I'm very transparent mm-hmm. in my fitness journey as well. I have had plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, you know, Ty went to DR um, right. for her tummy tuck. So for me, initially, I was, I went to, I, I went to Columbia for my um, surgery and I did this back. It was, it's almost been four years, 2016. Yes. 2016. Mm-hmm. My surgery date was June 1st. I will never forget it. It changed my life. And the reason why is because the reason why I went was obviously I lost all my weight. I gained about 20 pounds back to, um, you know, with worth of muscle. So my skin was less flabby, but it was still flabby. But the reason why I went, I would have been fine with a little bit of flab around my stomach. Um, The reason why I went was for my man boobs. I had gotten a camastia. So my the initial reasoning for me to have the procedure, my procedure was gynecomastia. Mm-hmm. And then I worked with a consultant who works with doctors out in Colombia and also in DR. And she was like, well, you know, and she's like, your procedure is already going to cost this much. You know, she doesn't get commission off of it. You know, so I, I, I want to put that out there so people don't be like, oh, she's just telling you to do this to make more money no right. she didn't make commission off of it i had already paid her her fee so it was basically like i wanted to kind of come ask you and she was like well why don't you just do a little bit of liposuction because she saw my body i sent her a picture and i was like okay but she and then i was like well i heard of this procedure called a bbl right <laughs> so i was like well you know why don't we 
do you know if you, if you're gonna do the liposuction you're gonna suck the fat out and they're just gonna throw it away right why don't y'all just if i'm gonna be put under else, the knife so. anyway i'm gonna get the works like let me do here. everything exactly. as i you know as exactly. much as i can exactly so i was like i'm already here so i might as well do it so i get there i went i went with my husband jill came with me as moral support and the day of i was so calm and he's sitting here you know I'm, he's nervous mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here like bruh like i'm ready for this so i get the procedure the next day i you know i wake up i get back to the the recovery house and i'm in the recovery house and i'm looking at myself and i'm just like wow like this is what i've always wanted this is you the can body tell that, that i've that always quickly. wanted the first like if you want like i like the first day it's not that's not for everybody not everybody's gonna see those same results the next day right um but i i was able to see this the awesome results the next day and ever since then i have been an advocate for plastic surgery so much is that i became a consultant for about a year and a half and i helped other women have plastic you know surgery in colombia and in dr and get their body get the body of their dreams it's one thing when you work out so hard and you lose all this weight and you, you know, you work, you, you know, you do the cardio and you do, you do the weight lifting. And it's another thing to still not be happy with your body. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yes, I'm happy that I lost all this weight, but I'm not happy with the way my body looks. So I think with a lot of women, they, you know, tummy tucks are a very difficult procedure, but when you lose all your weight and you get that tummy tuck, it's such a, you feel there's a weight lifted not only in your gut but you know off of your body and mm-hmm. you feel better you you know now i can wear that bikini that i've always wanted to wear i can wear that two-piece i can wear you know i can wear that crop top i mm-hmm. you know it's it's there's something empowering about it and it's not like she went over there and like she told everybody oh i'm gonna do this and be like oh i'm the next kim kardashian or whatever right. the case may be. she's like you know she she did it for her body and for her health. And she had and already I, put I, in the work. Like, it wasn't an easy way out. Right. You saw her put in the work. So why are you giving her shit for <laughs> getting <laughs> getting her bottom stomach, her lower stomach removed? What's it's, wrong with that? People are just so ridiculous sometimes. It, it really yeah. blows I my think, mind. I think there's such a negative stigma around plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in all reality, I don't think that there should be. Because I think that if everyone had the money for it, we would all get it. Right. And it's not necessarily to say, you know, I would, I would get, you know, a, a female would be like, oh, I would get bigger boobs or I would get a bigger ass. If we had the money for the things that we wanted to fix, mm-hmm. let's be serious. Whatever it may be. It. Whatever it may be, whether it's the, the fat under your arms or, you know, or if you wanted to lift your boobs and, you know, you can be happy with your body, but this always something that you want to fix and i don't find there's that there's anything wrong with getting a little nip and tuck you mm-hmm. know and as long as you, you don't take it overboard i will support you for <laughs> right right and it's all about so, you know what happens mm-hmm. how i see myself has nothing to do with you like why are you so concerned right. about what i do with my body yes yes so i know you said that you helped um schedule these procedures before if you had one tip mm-hmm. for somebody looking to have cosmetic surgery what would it be know that whatever look you're going for it might not come out that way mm. and um don't 
you know, a lot of these girls go in thinking, oh, I'm going to go in looking like this and then come out looking like Kim Kardashian. Right. No, it's not, you know, you need to, you need to, you, your expectations need to be realistic. You have to be 100% realistic. Otherwise, you are going to be disappointed when you wake up from that damn <laughs> operating table. Like, right. it's just not, you know, a lot of these girls, when you see them on the Instagram, one, they're either photoshopped or two, have had more than one round of surgery. You know, um, I've, I've only had one round of surgery. Um, I was lucky enough to be happy with the way that I look after one round. Mm -hmm. Do I want to go back? Absolutely. I definitely want to go back. I want to do a little bit more liposuction. I want just a tad bit more booty. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And, but when, when we go in, not, you know, when, whenever somebody goes into having a procedure, Mm -hmm. be realistic with your expectations don't think that you're going to go in with your procedure and you're going to be 200 pounds and then you're going to wake up looking like Iggy Azalea like it's not right. gonna happen and I feel like that's why a lot of these girls end up trashing these doctors these surgeons who are one they are miracle workers they, they, they do great but the, 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 the patient's expectations are not real right so and also whenever, body types Absolutely. So when I, so when I was a consultant and, you know, girls who had, you know, a bigger shape and they would send me, um, their wish pictures, I would, I, you know, I'm a very upfront and real person. I would mm -hmm. be like, listen, baby girl, <laughs> before, <laughs> before we move forward, I want, before I really forward and before I even take your money to become your consultant, I right. want you to know that this is not going to be realistic the first time you might have to go back one more time or maybe even a third time mm -hmm. you know but you got it's you know the same way they say there's a fitness journey there's also a surgery journey right and you know you know yeah be realistic and, and not only just in that just with everything be realistic with everything <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact and that's actually great advice um it brings yeah. us into our last segment of today's show mm -hmm. where it's you know if you follow me on instagram you know i have my little rant sometimes on my story and i just really want to know like are y'all dead ass half the time oh. so <laughs> listen my dead ass today is actually um a little bit half of that as well as hard on my sleeve so speaking about surgery I'm actually um, in the process of looking into getting a weight loss surgery. So it's not a cosmetic surgery. It's a weight loss surgery where, you know, they put a sleeve over my stomach to limit my caloric intake and how much food I'm eating and things of that nature. So my little rant today is about how the scheduling of said procedure is a fucking <laughs> pain in the ass. And mm -hmm. I'm a surgical scheduler. That's what I do for a living. I schedule hand surgeries <laughs> for an orthopedist in the city. I know you had um, some experience scheduling, you know, helping people schedule their procedures, their cosmetic yes. procedures overseas. So I had to wait. Basically, the journey for weight loss surgery, it takes some time. They want to make sure yeah. that you're in it for the long haul, that you're, you know, dedicated and you're determined before you can even set up a consultation with the doctor, you have to attend like an online seminar and all of this jazz, right? In my last episode, you can actually hear me talk about what that online seminar was about. So I had done the seminar. I'm waiting for them to call me. They never called me to set up the appointment. 
I'm like, okay, I work in healthcare. I know that sometimes it can get crazy. Sometimes, you know, yeah. things can fall through the cracks. People are human. It happens. So I call them and I'm like, you know, I want to schedule my first consultation. I was actually referred to a doctor that performed my mom's weight loss surgery. We were going to keep it in the family. Okay. You know, I, I see the people that he's operated on. I see his results. I wanted to stay there. I had to wait five weeks for an appointment. Mm. Yeah. Oh my so God. I called in January. So, like an appointment for your consultation? Or an appointment, your appointment for my for... consultation. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have to wait five weeks. If that's his schedule, you know, he's like the head of the, of the program. So I know his schedule is, you know, crazy. He probably is not seeing patients that many days a week. Mm -hmm. It might just be one or two days a week that he's actually seeing patients Whatever the case may be, this is what happens when you choose somebody, you know, worth waiting for. Fine. Yes. So I make my appointment. I take my day off from work, my half day, whatever the case is. It's in my calendar. I'm ready to go. I, don't, I feel like I feel like this is not going in a good direction. But keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As so, you said, your life is a joke. So I'm my waiting. life is a joke. It's a real joke. I, I'm waiting for the punchline. Jesus. <laughs> So I called them in January to set up the appointment. I waited all of February. My appointment was supposed to be March 6th when I came back from Puerto Rico. So in my head, I'm like, this okay. is perfect. I can eat whatever I want to eat during this trip. I don't have to worry about them weighing me. And I'm supposed, because you're supposed to gradually lose weight on your way to weight loss surgery. So, you know, mm -hmm. they just want to make sure that you have it in you. So I was like, this is great. Like, I'm not even mad that I had to wait for five weeks. I guess I'll go on my vacation, drink whatever I want, smoke whatever I want, and not <laughs> give a fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. My appointment was supposed to be March 6th. I want to say two days before my appointment, they say, they call me, and they're like, the doctor's not going to be in that day. We need to reschedule your oh, appointment. No whatever 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 so i'm like okay i already had to wait five weeks for this appointment when can you fit me in the bitch says march 24th five more weeks? Okay. march 24th it was like march terrible. 4th that's another three weeks so i'm <laughs> it's just <not> like <laughs> it's not terrible but chris as a scheduler if you're moving yes. somebody don't they usually you get want priority Yes. 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 I don't know if you guys can you, hear you it, but people get, are going you, crazy outside because yeah. it's seven o'clock and they're hitting the pots and the pans. If you're oh, from yeah, New York, yeah, hit, you yeah. know what that is. So I don't know if you Absolutely. guys have picked up on the microphone, but that's what's going on in the background. <laughs> so anyways, as a scheduler, you're supposed to give the people that you're scheduling priority or try to fit them in. Yes. Whatever the case may be. 100%. And I was just like, I already had to wait five weeks. Like, I spoke to you in January to make this appointment. You're going to tell me I have yeah. to wait almost another month to have a consultation? Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, obviously, we all know what happened with COVID. So, Listen, did you ever get your, so, you ever get your appointment? So, me, I'm at work. And, you know, they're telling me they have to reschedule. And I'm a crybaby. Mm. So, I get, mm. I don't know. I, I'm a fucking crybaby. When I get mad, I start to tear up and my voice starts to like, all of that. And it's, okay. it's so fucking ridiculous. So I'm on the phone yeah. with the girl and I'm like, you know, the next appointment you have is March 24th. I said, you don't have anything sooner. And she's like, well, no. Um, and actually it looks like the 24th was just taken. It looks like it's going to be April. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Yes. I'm just like, 
I said, you have to be kidding me. I said, you have to be fucking kidding me. Right. This cannot be life. Like, you just right. offered me that appointment. Now it's not even there anymore, and I have to wait until and within, April. Within I a said, couple you know seconds. What? Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want to make the appointment anymore. I don't want to see him. You just lost You just lost the patient, and I hung up. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. that's just me in my bag, in my feelings. Like, I'm of just course. like, I've been waiting for this for so long, and you're telling me this. And as a person, like I said, I work in healthcare, and I know it's not her, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have taken it yeah, out on no. her because she's not the one canceling me; it's the doctor canceling me. I mean, so, she works in healthcare, so she's used to that too. So. Yeah, but you know me; I'm just like, if somebody would have fucking like did all that to me, like I would have been so fucking pissed. Like, why are you talking to me yeah. like that? I didn't do anything to you. So I calmed right. down. I called my mom because she is my saving grace in everything. Whenever I need to calm down, or if I'm having an anxiety attack. I have to call my mom. I call her and I tell her and she's like, no, it's okay. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, mom, what do you think if I go see another doctor? Because it's clear Mm -hmm. that this doctor, he, I'm not going to say he doesn't care about his patients, but he doesn't respect their time. Because. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And I work in healthcare. So I know how that is because let me tell you something. My doctor, he might be whatever, but if he cancels your appointment and you complain, He's going to be like, fit her in. Because if I hear that she's not coming to see me because we couldn't fit her in, that's a problem. So I know there's doctors that would feel that way. And the fact that she was just like, oh, well, that tells me that he's not one of those doctors. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, And he's just like, sorry. If it's not her, like, I'm I'm booked up. Who cares if I don't operate on her? You know? So, yeah. I mean, the thing, like, like, you know, like we stated earlier, I was a surgery consultant. Um. I worked with a lot of different doctors, a lot mm-hmm. of different surgeons, like I said, in Colombia and in DR. They're not even in the United States. So it was very difficult sometimes getting in contact with their team. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some girls had a, some girls who were my clients had a specific date that they wanted. And I just be like, girl, they don't got that. So, you right. know, it, 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 it is frustrating. And as a consultant, it's frustrating, but I can only imagine how much more frustrating as, um, you know, as, as my clients were, but mm-hmm. I was a also a client before. So, yeah, I like as a patient, as a, I, I also was a patient and client before, too. So I knew, like, my whole surgery thing and the, the date, it was supposed to be on this date. And then when I got there, the doctor didn't have it available. And for me, traveling overseas to have mm-hmm. the procedure right. and the doctor not having the date available, I'm like, so I'm just stuck in Colombia for the right. next two weeks and not even going to have surgery. Luckily, so... When we did our, you know, consulting, when I did my consulting, I always told my clients to have at least three surgeons picked out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go to DR, who are your top three? If you want to go to Columbia, who are your top three? So that way, if your first surgeon doesn't have anybody, you know, doesn't have anything available for the next three months, maybe your second surgeon will have something available within your time frame. So it's 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 always, you know, it, but scheduling for surgeons. And even consultations, it's so difficult mm-hmm. um, because you have to realize sometimes put aside your ego and put aside your pride. You're not the only one trying to do this either, right. you know, but it's fucking frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, for me, it's, it's, it's like, so, so you're like uh, the, the liaison for the patients. So yes, like you can yes. only go by what the doctor's office is telling you exactly. and what the patient is telling you. So that's something right. I feel like your um, part in it was much more difficult and you were definitely trying to be much more of a peacemaker yeah. between the two. Yes. 
for me, I am the the surgical coordinator. Like I deal directly (laughs) with the doctor. So it's like, I know that if a patient is telling me that they're upset about, you know, a a procedure being moved and they're not content with the date that they're getting, I'm going to try to placate the patient by basically saying, you know, okay, let me take a message for the doctor. Let me speak with him and see what maybe we can do to get you in sooner. Right. The fact that that wasn't even an option for me, like you were just like, oh, well, no. too bad. So sad. I was just like, I hate not only that. was it not an option, not only was it not an option, but the date she offered you went away gone. in two seconds. Like, so you, this is the date. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so now yeah. it's no longer March. It's now April. What? So like mm-hmm. I said, I called mm-hmm. my mom and I'm like, you know, what do you feel about me actually changing doctors? I did some research and yeah. the other doctors in his practice and there's another doctor there that maybe I can see sooner if, you know, he has something available. If he doesn't and his schedule is just as crazy as the original one, then I'll just stay with the original one. But if there's a chance for yeah. me to actually see another doctor, I will. So I call back and I speak to the girl and I apologize to her and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I was just a well, little upset. Nice yeah, because I get it. Like, I get it's not her specifically. And mm-hmm. she can, maybe her doctor is just like, don't bother me with people complaining about date changes. I don't care. Yeah. You know? Because so, doc- doctors can be very difficult as well. Exactly. It all depends mm-hmm. on, you know, what they value in a patient. It's not just, you yeah. know, does the patient qualify? But like, do I respect the patient's time as well as my own? If I have to respect the mm-hmm. doctor's time, I feel like if I'm already working towards your schedule, you're only seeing patients these times of days. I'm, I waited five weeks for an appointment. I feel like that should be taken into consideration when you're rescheduling me. Yes. You know, because Mm -hmm. it probably means that I couldn't see you at a specific time. Like maybe you're only in the office from 10 to three and I work. So I had to Mm -hmm. choose the late, the next latest appointment available. You understand? Right. Yeah. So I switched doctors. I ended up getting an appointment. I want to say the next, the following week with another doctor. And he was great. Um, tune into my next episode where I'll actually tell you all about that appointment. Um, yes. But I just wanted my dead ass to basically be like, I hate when doctor's offices are just unorganized or yep. they don't they don't take patients time as, you know, respectfully. If you don't respect my time, just like I should respect yours. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. <laughs> I'm so happy that we had this conversation today, Chris. Where this can my fun. listeners find you? You guys can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I even have a TikTok, even <laughs> though I don't really post on there. But you can find it at, at BS with Chris. And you can go ahead and listen to my podcast as well mm-hmm. um, on all platforms, um, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. I know everybody has that. But Yay. yes, that is where you can find me. Once this episode releases, you, um, our episode will actually be out. So definitely go over yes. to Chris's podcast, BS with Chris. I'll have everything linked, linked down in the description. And I can't <laughs> wait, you know. I'll have you back, definitely. I'll definitely go back on yours. Me I don't too. even need an invitation. <laughs> no, she's just going to show up and I'm going to be like, oh, okay, so just sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> so we can BS. I got some BS let's to talk get about. started. <laughs> all right, Chris, thank you so much for all being right. here again. All of your information will thank be you for having linked me. down below. Yes, it's good to reach out to your friends, especially during this corona. Absolutely. You always have to... And have a drink at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You can find me on Instagram, Fine and Thick Pod, just like how it sounds, 
or my personal Instagram, which is underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. I will link everything down below. Thank you for listening. Hope you listen to the next episode. It's going to be bomb. See you next time. Smooches. Bye.